that's a whole lot of a voice, but I'm going to offer up what I do have to the Lord. Um, we're here to celebrate what he offered for us. Amen. <laughs> and um, it's not very often we get to actually celebrate on the actual day that represents when he was born for us. So um, there's a lot of hallelujahs in this song. That's the name of it. And what I think is so cool about that is regardless of where we live in this world, that's the one word that is universal. It means the same in whatever language that person speaks, we all say it the same way, and um, and hallelujah means praise the Lord. Yeah. Say, oh, praise the Lord with me. Their frankincense and golden 
Stephanie, thank you, Miss Pat, for sharing that. Brother Greg, you ladies for helping us this morning, worship and song. Tell them, Russ. Tell them. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. What a great and glorious king we serve. Amen. Huh, Ruby Kate? Well, well, well. Can't help but praise him, amen. 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 Everybody had a good morning? Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Like Miss Barbara's hat. Y'all see that up yeah. here? Look at that, huh? Brother Shannon asked Stephanie if she got her a new hat. Said, no, that one's not new. But she did get one, a new one. She got a new one. Well, I don't know if you got one new one, but she did get a new one. A leather one. Uh, authentic. It looks pretty good. It, it's what? It's used. Oh yeah, it's used. It's used. She got it. She got it at a real. What's that? New to me. Yeah, new to Stephanie, but not new. <laughs> yeah. But new to her and I. So the next time we do a Josie Wells, Greg, I got a real authentic one now. Amen. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Look, let's take that revelation you brought today. Wish all y'all Merry Christmas. I think I've told you each one individually, but we want to let you know everybody together. Merry Christmas. We have jumped off in. We wrapped up with our reading in the Gospel of Luke. Did y'all did, did y'all enjoy Luke? Amen. I sure did. And as we got toward the end of it, it really uh, so many blessings all the way through it. But something you may have picked up on how Jesus kept referring to what was written in the Old Testament Amen. and how when he taught those guys on that road to Emmaus after his resurrection, it said that he opened all of Moses and the, the law and the Psalms and the prophets and he taught 
about himself. They didn't know who he was, that it was him at the time. But you know, that's every time we open the word, that's who we want to teach, amen? And if Jesus is teaching, you know who he's teaching about? He's teaching about himself, that's right. He's teaching about himself. And uh, we can't help but glorify him and give him glory. And the scripture says that when he met with his disciples, he opened their comprehension that they could understand what was written in the Old Testament. And then he says he made a promise to them, didn't he? That they would receive power from on high when the Holy Spirit would come upon them that they may be his witnesses to the glory of God. So we need a savior. We need the scriptures and we need the spirit if we're going to be those witnesses that tell the story. The story that he's written for himself, but that he's writing over our own lives. Amen. Amen. That story that he has written. So turn to Matthew. We are, we are reading through Matthew right now. Davin, I'm going to turn this on, brother. We are reading in Matthew. We're only going to read a couple chapters. I think today and tomorrow. And the reason we're doing that, it just covers again for us that historical setting uh, from Matthew's perspective. We've read it in the beginning of the month of Luke's perspective of what God gave him the right And the two stories, when you blend them together, give us the whole picture of his birth. Because Matthew's going to say some things that Luke doesn't cover. And Luke said some things that Matthew's not going to pick up on. And uh, there's also in there, I don't know if y'all noticed this, but as I was reading through it, uh, again this time, I always ask the Lord to help me see things that I may have not picked up on in previous days. All right, Davin, there we go. At previous times... And one of the thoughts that I had as I was reading through it was I, I, I'm, I'm curious because the Bible really doesn't give us the exact detail around it. But I was curious about when did Joseph find out that his betrothed wife, a betrothal was like an engagement, an espousal. It was pretty much like they were already married without actually going through with the uh, celebration, the, the marriage union itself, and then the consummation of that marriage through intimacy, that, that they were simply betrothed to one another. But Luke tells us, in his account of the story, Luke tells us that when they shared with Mary about her cousin. Who was her cousin? Elizabeth, Elizabeth, who lived the distance from them, that she also was pregnant in her older age, that she was with child. The Bible tells us that Mary went and visited her. Y'all remember reading that in the first part of the month? In Luke's Gospel, in Luke chapter 1. Mary goes and visits Elizabeth, And the scripture says when she entered into the house, the baby that was within Elizabeth's womb leaped. Leaped in her womb because of the presence of Jesus who was already in Mary's womb. The baby leaped. The Bible tells us that Elizabeth was in her sixth month. And then it says that Mary stayed with her for three months when it was time for her to deliver. And then Mary went back to her home. And then Matthew picks up and tells us that 
Joseph, it come to find that Joseph found that his betrothed wife was with child. So here's the curious part. Did he know she was pregnant, conceived, had a babe in the womb before she went to Elizabeth? Or did he find out when she came back three months later and she had a belly like the preacher? And he said, wait a minute. What's going on here? But an angel came to him in a dream. And this is where Matthew picks up. And the angel says, look, she is conceived of the Holy Spirit. This is a work of God here. Go ahead, do not be afraid to take her. Now, Joseph was, the Bible tells us, as we read it. Let's just read it from there. So that's the curious part, Greg. We don't exact, because the Bible doesn't tell us exactly in there of how she was found to be with child, whether she explained it to Joseph first or when she got back it was noticeable. You know, like Lydia right now. Lydia is noticeable. You can tell. At, you remember when she had Leland? Y'all remember when she had Leland? She was nearly, what, six months pregnant. And didn't know she was pregnant. Nobody else knew she was pregnant. She started having hints that she was pregnant at six months when her genes wasn't fitting her right no more. So she started wondering, well, what's wrong? I haven't been doing anything, anything different. And she started putting it together and got her a couple pregnancy tests. And she tested them how many times? All right, four times. To make sure, then she realized I'm pregnant. She's just finding out. She thinks she's brand, she just got pregnant. They set up a doctor's appointment, go to the doctor, and the doctor said, well, uh, this little fella's going to be here in three months. Didn't know. But see, the second baby come around. She's only a couple, you know, a couple weeks in, and she's already noticing. And she's already can tell. Now she's a few, what is it? How many months is she right now? Second trimester. But you can tell. Mary comes back. Is it because? Because let's just read it. Let's just read it. Verse number 18 of Matthew 1. Matthew 1. Now the birth of Jesus Christ from Matthew's account was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, that was knowing each other intimately, she was found. She was found She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. So I believe the way the Bible even reads it, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit is as if it became known by something that became obvious that it was found that she had a child. Now we know where the child came from, by the Holy Spirit, right? And that's why Matthew's illustrating this. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, and praise God, he was being what? Compassionate. He loved Mary. He didn't want to harm Mary. He didn't want to hurt Mary. He was pondering these things. What do I, what do I do? It's obvious that she has had some kind of affair that I wasn't aware of. She's done something because this is the first time this has ever happened in history and the last time. It has ever happened. It never happened again like this. It was unique in the way Jesus came. 
in the fact that he came through a virgin. So Joseph logically, common sense says, that Mary's been fooling around on him. And all God's people said, it wasn't disclosed to him. It was found that she had a child in it. And it's obvious the child's been in her for some period of time to be able to be recognizable. And then the scripture says, verse 19, uh, we'll read again. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about it, that's the mindedness that he thought about it, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is, the, is of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is of the Holy Spirit. Man, a miracle, amen? Yeah. Verse 21, And she will bring forth a son. It's going to be a boy. He's not your son. He's God's son. Which God's been promising, right? Amen. And you shall call his name what? Jesus. Jesus. For he, this son, will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, the way it was done, how it came about, what was happening that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord, through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name, what? God with us, Emmanuel. That comes out of what? Isaiah chapter what? 7, chapter 7, Isaiah 7, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took him his wife and he did not physically know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Praise God for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for Jesus. When we were singing happy birthday to him a minute ago, it reminded me uh, of a little testimony Stephanie had shared with me about the Grand Arrows, uh, Elizabeth Four, how in their youth group, their youth pastor was talking to them about, did, they, did everybody know the reason for Christmas? And different ones were sharing different things, and he asked Rosalind and Julia Rose, and they said, uh, they shared with him that uh, it was Christmas was all about Jesus, the birth of Jesus. And he was asking how they know that. They said, well, since we've been little bitty, our honey has always made a red velvet cake for Christmas. And every Christmas, before we could ever open our gifts, we, uh, we take that red velvet cake and we sing happy birthday to Jesus and tell the story again of what he came for. Because that is the reason that we celebrate this time of year and every day of the year is because of who? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. We celebrate this time of year and every season of the year. It's always about Jesus. But can you imagine being put in that position? The faith that he had to act on because he knew I mean, can you think about the potential 
of public ridicule because they're not married yet. She's showing and the world knows something's taking place, but they don't know what's taking place. Now he's got to do everything he can do, not only to what? Protect her, but to protect that baby that's in her womb. And he's going to take upon that responsibility. And he's going to start walking and living by faith of taking God at his word. There's other things that are going to happen in his life. The difficulties that are going to come. Matthew's gospel is going to tell us that, look, they're going to go. Luke told us they went to Bethlehem. She gives birth. Why did they go to Bethlehem? Because the government said they had to. So they went. And remember, those days, nothing was easy in those days. Are you with me? They couldn't jump in the truck and ride down a couple miles uh, to the church and celebrate on a Christmas morning what Jesus has done for them. Amen. They, 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 I mean, it was an ordeal to do anything that you did because you would have to pack up and bring your stuff and you would have to travel uh, on foot or on mule or whatever it is. And then not only that, but we know about when these wise men are going to show up sometime later within a two-year period. And God's going to tell Joseph he needs to go somewhere. Where's he telling him to go? So now, Karen, he's got to take his family with a brand new baby, pick up, move, and go to Egypt for an undisclosed amount of time. He had no idea how long he would have to be over there. But man, he took God at his word. And every step of this was what? Fulfilling the will and the work of God, what God has already promised. That out of Egypt, he would call his son. That he would bring him back to Nazareth and the great things that God would do through him. The providence of God at work pulling all these things together. Isn't it neat how God does this? Amen. You know, I was thinking this past week, I could be wrong on the exactness of the details of the story, but from what I've been told, you know, I was sitting down with Miss Pope Joy. I went and seen her last Sunday. I uh, hung out with her for a little bit, and she was telling some old stories. And she said, Brother Nick, you remember that time you was in the Bible bookstore? This is when the Bible bookstore was just downtown. And she said, a guy was at the counter, and I was talking with him, and we could tell that he did not know who the Lord was, and Miss Pope Joy was giving me the eye signals. Like Brother Nick, here, here's somebody to talk to right here. And she said, you remember doing that? And we got to talking about that, uh, of me getting to talk with the fella. He was just in, somebody, he heard about a book and he come to get a book and didn't know anything really about it. It was just another gift that he was going to pass on to somebody. But he didn't know he was going to have to uh, talk with Miss Lorraine. And she, he didn't know Miss Lorraine was going to sick me on him. So we got, we got to have a great time and, and talk and celebrate. And I got to thinking uh, this past week, you know, it was 15 years ago in 2007. Back in 2005 and 2006, God gave me a word, a message to deal with uh, the 10 reasons, just simply nothing exhaustive, but 10 reasons for why Jesus came to the earth. Why did Jesus come? What did he come to do? Well, when we launched out in the full-time evangelism, I started in between and doing what I was doing, I started writing some material and putting those things together. 
Well, it was through putting those things together and then having that published that Miss Lorraine got a copy of it. And from what I was told, she got a copy to some of y'all. Is that right? Did she do that? She got a copy to some of y'all. And that year, because that, it came out close to Christmas time as we moved in in 2007. Well, you take that. Let's fast forward just a little bit. That was really, y'all didn't know who I was, but that was one of the first, what, introductions to me. What? All around the story of the coming and the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then over a period of time, y'all were without a pastor and somebody suggests, well, let's reach out to Brother Nick, a guy that lives in our area, wrote the book, we've got the book. Won't y'all reach out to him and see if he might be available? Well, the rest of that is history, amen? amen. And now 14 years later, here we are, all because God gave a message to a man of the message of the most important man that's ever lived. About the most important message that's ever been declared. Amen. About the most important moment in time that's ever been. Dealing with the most important purpose that faces mankind today. The testimony of the birth, life, death, resurrection, and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So it was Christmas 15 years ago for Stephanie and I that introduced you and I together a year later, and here we are now 14 years later, family, amen? amen. That's, just, that's just, that's called providence, amen? That's called providence of what God has done. Now what I want to do over the next little bit is I want to go back through this material, this book, and rework it Amen. and make it a better tool, make it a better tool to put in other people's hands that we could help other people around the world with the 10 reasons to discover and declare and defend why Jesus came to this earth and what his plans are. Now, what I want you to do is help me with it. Amen. To help me with it. So I encourage you over the next little bit. Find your book. Dig it out somewhere. And we're going to try to go through it. And look at it. And try to build a Bible study with it. To make this a better tool to put in people's hands. Easier to read. I, I was green in my writing. And it's not the easiest thing to read in the world. I wouldn't even tell anybody to go buy it right now. Because we want to make it better. Amen. So that people can use. Content would be a good tool. But we want to make it better. So when we think about that. That all happened because of a gift, a gift of the Son of God Amen. that he gave to us. Then he gave y'all to us as a gift, and then we pray that our family has been a gift to you in your journey as you've walked with the Lord. And you see, God's been promising these things. For See, God promised what? A son. God promised a savior. God promised us a salvation. And God promised us a shepherd king who would lead us. And that's what we see here. We see it. What did he tell him? A son shall be born. In her is a son. It wasn't Joseph's son. It wasn't another man's son. It was God's son. Amen. Amen. 
Look in Isaiah. Go to Isaiah 9. This is familiar to you, I know. We're not going to just look look at it in detail because we've had so many times. But this is one of my favorite passages of Scripture and all the Scriptures of just the testimony of what we see in this promised Son, this promised Savior, His promised salvation, and a promise of a shepherd and king who would lead us as we journeyed with him. Look what he says in verse number 6. Yeah, verse number 6. Well, God did all he did to protect that womb of, of Mary and protect what he was doing with his son. Amen? Amen. The world went against it. The world tried to eliminate it. But God had provisions every step of the way. Look what verse 6 says. For unto us... A child is born. Now whose child was it? It was Mary's child. Mary's child. Mary's child. But notice the next phrase. Unto us what? A son is given. Whose son was he? He was God's son. See this speaks of the, the triune picture of who this Jesus is. He's not only a man. He's, he's Mary's child. She birthed him, but he was given to us by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we're talking about God's son. As he says in Matthew to Joseph, a son shall be born. It's not just son, but whose son? God's son. Unto us a son is given, and the government, the rule, will be upon his shoulders. That is, he would bear it up, Tommy. He would take control not of the land of Israel not of the physical government that the people were wanting in that day we're talking about a kingdom rule and reign that Jesus would be head of that he would rule those who welcomed the child and received the son he would be a ruler and a leader a king a governor over their life and his name shall be called what his name is going to be Jesus, but look what he says here. His name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful. See, that's what we want to look for, Jacob, when we're talking with people. When they talk about Jesus, we want to know, do they see him for who he is? Is he Mary's child? Is he God's son? Did he come to save does he provide a salvation? Is he a shepherd king to them? And if that be the case, you know how they'll see him? He will be what? Wonderful to them. Amen? Amen. He'll be extraordinary to them. He'll be magnificent to him. That's the neat thing that Jesus does. That's a testimony of the sensitivity in the hearts of people that you love and care for. You're looking for how sensitive are to this man, this king who is wonderful. He's wonderful. He's wonderful, amen. How many of y'all can testify when Jesus saved you and interrupted your life that that name of Jesus became a wonderful name to you? Amen. That you rested your life upon it, amen? That he became wonderful to you. He became, you was in awe of him. That you could see God was among us. That God was living in you. That's what happened with Joseph. He pondered these things, but God brought him a word. That in her womb is a son. 
And he took that wondrous word that he received and he acted in faith upon it and he did everything he could to protect. Now his wife would be his wife and this little boy that he was going to have. And when God told him to go here, what did he do? He went. When God told him to go home, what did he do? He went home. When God told him to take him here, he taught him there. When God told him to teach him this, he taught him that. I don't want to tell you that's what happens in your story when he writes it over you, Jesus becomes wonderful to you. Amen. Man, he's a wonder. Not only a wonder, though, what else is his name? Counselor. Counselor. That is, he's going to what? Advise me on life. He's going to advise me on heaven. He's going to advise me on hell. He's going to advise me about sin. He's going to advise me about righteousness. He's going to teach me about people. He's going to teach me why people need him. He's going to teach me everything. He's going to teach me how to deal with pride in my own life. He's going to teach me how to love people. Amen. Amen. Why? Because he's wonderful and he is now my, he's my counselor. He's the one I go to for help and guidance on life. What's the next name? Not only wonderful and counselor, but what? Oh, man, just put, the, just put by that, he is able. Amen. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ever ask or imagine. He's a mighty God, amen? amen. And ain't nothing that he can't do. I mean, ain't nothing impossible with him. Everything's possible, but I also recognize just because it's possible don't mean it's profitable. And see, he's now my counselor, so he's going to help me with what he could possibly do, but it wouldn't be profitable for him to do in my life. So I'm going to lean in on him and let him lead me through. And yeah, could he heal me? Yes, he can. Could he, could he provide this? Yes, he can. But sometimes he's going to let me learn what it means to walk through uh, life in the difficulties and the hardships. Why? He's able. Amen. And not only is his able, but his grace is what? Sufficient. He's a mighty God. He's a mighty God. What's the next thing? He's a what? Oh, he's a father with no end. You, you, you can't get out ahead of him. You can't get behind him. You can't get out of his protective and provisional care. No matter what you do or don't do, you're loved by your, by your father. Amen. I mean, yes. And a father, if he loves you, he's going to do what? He's going to chasten you. If he's your father, he's going to correct you. If he's his father, he's going to take care of you. If, if, if he's your father, yes, will you disappoint him at times? But he's always going to what? He's always going to love you. Amen. And he always gives you an ear so that he could help you walk through this life. Amen. That's what good fathers do. Amen. They may not like where you are. How many of y'all got kids that you didn't always like where they were in life? How many of them sometimes acting like a knucklehead? Well, let's take that back. How many times were you a knucklehead as a kid? More so. Rusty, you, I know you don't want them girls to act like you, right? You was pretty good. Look, I, look, I prayed my girls wouldn't be like me. Amen. I'm telling you what. Now, did they have the DNA in them? I like them PJs, boy. How many of y'all got some DNA in you that you can do some foolish stuff? Amen. Every one of us. All of us. It's just innate in us. We were born with it. But you know what? Even when you 
disrespected, even when you went against, even when you mocked. I know like with my mom and my dad, I didn't always like the rules they gave me. I didn't always like what they told me I could do or couldn't do. But you know, everything they did for me, they did because they loved me and they wanted to what? Protect me. They wanted to provide for me. And they didn't want me getting outside of those boundaries because that would only what? Harm and hurt me. And even if it did, even if it grieved their heart, they loved me enough to discipline me, to bring me back in, to help me out with the best that they could. That's what an everlasting father does. And his is without end. Amen. What's the, what's the last name that he's given? Oh, a pr- how many of y'all need a prince of peace? Man. To cover you when everything's falling apart in your life. Amen. To bless you with his character and his ways. To stabilize you. To be what you could never be in your life. See, this is who this Jesus is. Amen. This is who that son is that was in that womb that day. That when God told Joseph a son is in her womb conceived of the Holy Spirit. He's my son, Joseph. But I'm giving you the stewardship to take care of him. Just like when God puts Jesus in us by the Holy Spirit, he's given us the stewardship to yield to him so that we don't grieve him, but that he would fill us up and flow out of our lives. Amen. Amen. So that we would see Jesus for who he is, that he's, he's a wonder to us. He is our guidance and counselor. He is able to do what we can't do. A mighty God, a mighty warrior, and he stirs us up to do the impossible in this life. And we keep walking with him because he's our father and he's going to guide us and help us and speak to us and love us and lead us and share what he knows about life. He's already been there, amen. Amen. And he can help us. I wouldn't know what I know if it wasn't for my mom and my dad taking me and teaching me about life and how to deal with life. Well, that's what my heavenly father does in kingdom life. Amen. Amen. And then he blesses me with his peace. Now, look what he says at the very last of verse number seven. From that time forward, even forever, for the zeal of the Lord of hosts, he's the one's going to accomplish and perform this. So you see, God, God promised God promised that he would give a son and he gave it. God promised that he would give a savior and he gave him and that savior laid his life down for us as a substitute for me. God promised that he would give salvation and deliverance and he's given that to me and given me a story. Now he has also promised he would shepherd me and be a king for me in this life to shepherd me through. You know what all these promises make up? They make up a story. A story that he's written about himself, but a story he's given me to go tell my story of what he's done in my life. And I want to tell you the providence of God has been faithful to keep unveiling that story and bringing it to light before people for his glory. Amen. Amen. And just like we started off, I told you in the very front of the service, hey, he's the one in his providence planted that seed of that book and our name in y'all a year before you ever knew us personally. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Man, 
God had y'all providentially set apart for us when we had no idea we'd even even need and want to be part of y'all. But he had already been at work doing what he always does, and that is fulfilling his promises. Amen. Amen. Fulfilling his promises. So we can't help but praise him today. We can't help but praise him and thank him. Amen. What's this day all about? Jesus, 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 Jesus. And in it, we can have fun loving on one another, blessing one another, giving gifts to one another, celebrating one another because of what he's done. Y'all remember as a kid how excited y'all were on Christmas? Just the wonder of Christmas. Y'all remember when you was a kid, how you knew and, and boy, you, was, you knew that there was a list out there whether you'd be what? Naughty or nice, bad or good. I, me and Rusty was always afraid we was on the bad side of the list, aren't you? I'm telling you. But I want to tell you something even much more significant than that. God's got a list. Amen. Not only does he have a list, but he's got a list of names. Amen. And he says he wrote some names down in what he calls a book. And that book is the book of the Lamb's book of life. Remember when those disciples went out and God gifted them and they were able to command demons out of people and they could heal people and people could be free from all these problems and they come back saying, Lord, it is a wonder what we've been able to do in that power. And what did Jesus tell them? Don't rejoice over the power you had over the enemy. But rejoice in this, that God's got a list and your names have been written in that book. In heaven, amen. That's what you need to rejoice over and celebrate. Remember when Jesus told that, told those ladies, don't weep for me. Don't weep for me, but weep for your children. And for those down the road that won't know me. Won't know me. Whose names are not on that list. Folks, we need to go, we need to go do what he's called us to do, amen. Amen. And have a burden for it to the glory of God. So we praise him and we give him thanks and can't help praise him today. Jesus, we love you. Thank you. I want to bless you. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for these little ones in here today. Thank you for the joys in their lives. Thank you for their moms and dads and mom, grandpas and grandmas and great grandparents. And we just ask that you would help us all Go forth and tell the story. I can remember how fun it was to get gifts, but how special it was when I got to a point that I could give gifts myself. And it's a wonder to be able to hear the great messages of your story written over our life. But what a blessing it is to be able to go tell others of what you've done for us. And we give the gift of life away in Christ's name. So help us go forth and celebrate and tell the story you're writing over our life today and help people see him for who he is. You are a wonder to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would y'all stand with us? Have thine own way. And all God's people said...
Stephanie and I was up getting some stuff for, for people coming in and feeding everybody, and she walked out in the back to go look for a wreath hanger, and they were in there giving away poinsettias. So they said, take them. We'd love for you to have them. We loaded them up in a buggy. And he said, just walk on out with them. I looked at them, make sure they was employees. They wasn't just giving them. So I, Stephanie stayed in, and it was raining. I took them on out and put them in the car. Well, we brought them for you to take them. All right? So first come, first serve. Whoever, they're all up here. You're welcome to them. Take them home with you, okay? We don't want any of them left in here. So everybody get one and take one home. And Mr. Billy. I got a little hefty I want to, me and Barbara want to give everybody. Wonderful. Wonderful. 